You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Wednesday, December 9th. As always, I am your host, Javier Reyes. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, guys, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, please hit me up on either of those two accounts with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have. And I'll do my best to, to get back to them and might even answer them here on the show. I definitely recommend everyone doing that. If there's any kind of last questions before the end of the year, maybe, you want to get in this month of December, I'd love to to answer them. Even if I dedicate one episode just entirely to one question, just go ahead and send me some questions if you'd like. Uh, but for today, guys, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. And today's episode, guys, we are continuing the chat with Mr. Kevin Weiss that we had uh, yesterday, the 8th, uh, that you guys listened to. Hopefully, hopefully you listened to that podcast. We talked about Blake Snell and stuff, and we finished talking about Blake Snell a little bit, and then we talk about Tommy Pham and the Hunter, the Hunter Renfro for Tommy Pham trade, which ended up being the great Jake Cronenworth trade. So we get really into that, and just talking about you know the surprising relationship that's really developed between the Padres and the Rays. So yeah, guys. Hopefully you enjoy this episode. Without further ado, let's go. Yeah, and you know, it's it's interesting that cuz from the Padres perspective, I'd say that most of these their 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 core prospects, if it's if we're talking about Blake Snell, I'd be pretty comfortable with saying um almost I'd say maybe I'm kind of fine with departing with any of them if it means getting Blake Snell. Of course, I try and you know nickel and dime the Rays as much as possible, give up everything else that isn't one of those guys. Because, you know, it's not like we always see in sports that everybody gets 100% of, you know, you, 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 most teams end up getting like 30% on the dollar or whatever, right? That's what always tends to happen with trades, especially when people know that the team wants to trade him. But I'd say w- the interesting thing here is the Padres, it's, it's a lot more interesting of a decision because with Mike Clevenger out for next year and with Denelson Lamette, I'm just going to say it. I'm not listening to literally any report. I'm expecting that guy not to be just ready at all for next season. I'm just not. I think the Padres are notorious with their, their uh, updates on injuries and stuff like that. I mean, Clevenger is supposed to just get like a little scope and all of a sudden he needs Tommy John surgery. So I just don't trust that. And I'm just expecting the worst from Denelson Lamette, which makes the Padres team next year in a little bit of a, a wait year. Unfortunately, despite all the excitement, it's like they lost their two aces. And I don't know about you, but I've just been ever since the injuries happened, I've been yelling on the podcast and complaining that who in the world has ever had this luck before? <laughs> like who in the world has ever tr- had two aces that like all both get hurt right like a week before the playoffs start? Like this is this is absurd. I've never seen anything like it. So they're in more of an interesting position because if they had both of those guys healthy, I think they're like, heck yeah trade Patino. It's like, we're good. Like we have the, we have like three potential, you know, aces on the team if you make that trade, but now it's more of a, I don't know. Maybe they want to, maybe they want to let the kids pitch. Maybe they're just like, you know what, next year, let's trot them out. Let's see what they've got. Bring up Gore a little bit later, bring up Patino. He's already debuted for the club, obviously. So I don't really know where their mindset is on that because heading into the off season, my first thing was, I'm okay. If you guys don't try and Trevor Bauer, I'm okay. This is good. 
we have the two pitching prospects and two aces. Now, all of a sudden, they're in a much more not desperate situation because of the farm system depth, but in a situation where they really do need to try and get a starter, at least somebody. And if they could get Blake Snell for kind of, you know, cheap and maybe not give anything up that's too crazy, I would like that. However, if I just got an alert from Bleacher Report or whatever that was like the Padres just sent Patino and a couple other guys for Blake Snell, I wouldn't be upset. I'd be like, okay, here we go. But I would not be upset uh, in the slightest because Blake Snell really is tremendous. What about here? Here's the the offer. Here we go. Make make your offer. (laughs) McKenzie Gore, Luis Patino, and Luis Capisano. Jeez. What? All three of them? I think it's going to take something along those lines. Yeah. Because the Rays, they got back remember. Tyler Glass now, Austin Meadows, and, and Shane Boz, and all those guys are expected or have been top-of-the-line guys, prospects. I'm going to probably say no on that deal, though. <laughs> I'm probably yeah. going to say no on that one. It's too much. It's I think the max you could get is two of those four guys. I don't think you could give up three. I actually think Capizano is the most valuable out of the for all of them right now because we don't necessarily know. The Padres don't necessarily know if Austin Noah is like their guy. And they don't really have a lot of catching depth. And Francisco Mejia is just, I don't know where he went. I don't know if he's just a ghost now. I don't, I don't know if that guy's, I know he's on the team, but I just don't know where he is. So I actually think he's a lot more valuable in a lot of ways. And uh, Abrams would probably be a little bit dispensable. I don't know. It's it's very like kind of, you know, orange and apples when it comes to the prospects thing. But no, I'm, I'm probably going to say no to your offer, Kevin. Jeez, Louise. Here I go talking hey, about how. We got to keep in mind, Blake Snell has three years of control and relatively. That is true. I mean, that is to true. every other organization, to, to really every other organization besides the the Rays and I guess the Marlins, that is that is a steal as far as paying a guy and, and paying a, yeah. a Cy Young award winner. Normally, you'd be paying that guy, you would think, twenty five mil a year, something mm-hmm. along those lines. So you'd be really getting good monetary value from that perspective as well. But I mean, I, I would not be surprised to see Snell in the the AL West or the NL West. I, I think it's and again, I think it's going to come down to there's going to be a lot of suitors that are that are looking for that that type of starter, and um, it's it's going to be. I mean, we need some excitement with this with this baseball free agency and off season and and hot stove league. Uh, we like to call it a crockpot because it seems like it's little dribs and drabs. Not it's really taken a while to 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 get the dinner on the table, if you will. We've seen a couple signings here and there, but nothing blockbuster as of yet uh so maybe you know blake snell can can throw a wrench into that and and go from there yeah that is fair i mean it is i did not take into account the the use of control and whatnot that that is i'll I'll give you that much i'll give you that much kevin even though you're trying to just steal my entire team for me but um speaking of steals because i feel like we've wrapped up kind of on the blake snell thing i'm really excited and gonna have my uh more thoughts on that as the time progresses but now i want to talk about another steal that happened you might be familiar with a little trade that happened. You know, you guys kind of robbed us a little bit with the Emilio Pagat trade, or did you? I mean, Manny Margot made that like one really great catch in the postseason that was awesome, but for the most part, it's not like he made us really regret trading him. And then there was, you know, Emilio Pagat, who was kind of a disaster in a lot of different ways. But the real trade that everybody knows about, of course, is the Hunter Renfro trade, which at the time was the Tommy Fam deal. Tommy Pham was supposed to be the guy that was really great for us, and instead he gets hurt, doesn't look too great and whatnot, and then they tendered him just the other day. So we'll see if he can bounce back and have a good season next year. But now it's the Jake Cronenworth trade. What is? Let's just let's just get right into it. Like, what 
happened there? Like, how does it feel seeing this guy Cronenworth become, you know, like a rookie of the year guy who could just play a bunch of positions and just be a genuine like building block for the team? Yeah, it, it's really crazy because, um, and I, I think the Rays really got good value out of Manny Margot. I mean, their their bullpen was seemed to be really fine and okay without Emilio Pagan, but Manny Margot really in the regular season was really good, and in the postseason he was good. He had five home runs and had uh, an OPS over 800. I mean, he was really valuable to the team, and he was one of the few guys that did not strike out very often, which uh, the same can't be said for Hunter Renfro and his struggles with the Rays in 2020. <laughs> but here's what I'm going to say. And, well, I guess it, it goes back to the fact that the Rays have made uh, a couple of deals within a short amount of time with the Padres maybe speaks to the fact that yeah. maybe they trading partner with the Padres. Maybe the thing, yeah. So um, I think having those relationships between the front offices could go somewhere with that. But I am going to, yes, uh, Tommy Pham, and, uh, of course, Jay Cronenworth has, has worked out marvel- marvelously in your favor. And it, it's unfortunate because I, I was one of those guys that was like, why isn't Jay Cronenworth getting a shot at the big league level? There's literally nothing else to prove in the minor leagues. He was basically a 350 hitter uh, in AAA. And he could also pitch. Like, that's the other thing. You haven't, we, we haven't really seen, I, I don't think anyway, that uh, Jay Cronenworth has the ability to step on the mound and, and pitch an inning and throw 96 mm-hmm. uh, to the plate there. So, but I am willing to, I am going to reserve total judgment. It doesn't look good right now. I will totally acknowledge Agreed. that. But I'm willing to reserve judgment until we find out. It's, you know, Javi, it's going to take maybe another five, six years, but until we see the fruits of the labor of Xavier Edwards. So yep. Edwards, who knows, he could turn out to be, if he turns out to be Lindor, then maybe the Rays do win this trade. And he's already, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the team and, and all the, the, the prospect websites seem really, really high on this guy. So I, I don't want to make a total determination now until we see Edwards and what he can do at the big league level. If, it, if he's just kind of a middling middle infielder, not, you know, better than replacement level, just a solid everyday player, then I'll go out and say, yeah, uh, we probably would have been better off just just keeping Jake Cronenworth and maybe just giving up, you know, Tommy Pham for nothing, really. I mean, that, that might have been the better play there. But uh, I, I'm going to reserve judgment on this one. I, I would have liked to see, you know, quite frankly, I, I love the deal. I, I was okay with the deal when it was made. I thought the Rays could have gotten much more out of Hunter Renfro, but of course, 60-game sample size and the fact that he was coming over to a new league, facing new pitching, and probably wasn't used to being sort of uh, thrown into a platoon role. Hunter Renfro is probably a guy that's used to playing every day, especially with his defensive prowess and his arm and everything like that. That mm-hmm. it, it, it probably, you know, I think he can be more successful elsewhere than how the Rays use him and, and how he's probably not really used to that role. Um, because I think uh, there's still some value with him. But, yeah, uh, Javi, it, it doesn't look good as of right now. But, again, I'm, I'm not going to make – I'm not going – you know, if, if you ask Blake Snell, he's probably not too happy right now because <laughs> he's a boy, of course. And uh, But I, I, I want to see Edwards. I want to see Edwards before we, mm-hmm. before we close on this thing. Mm-mm-mm, everybody, I was just chewing something real good. You know, here's the thing, man. Let me tell you about this really good treat, guys. They're called Built Bars. Perhaps you've heard of them. They are the best 
protein bars out there, let me tell you. First of all, they're just, let's just talk about the taste value, right? Let's just talk about that, guys. They're covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew, right? That's that's all well and good. But the best part, in my opinion, about Built Bars is the variety. They've got 12 original flavors, coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. Did you get all that? I hope you did, because I'm not repeating it. <laughs> But seriously, guys, all those flavors, like, even if something doesn't sound all that great, maybe you don't like toffee-flavored stuff. Well, I didn't like mint brownie-flavored stuff, and I love the mint brownie flavor for Built Bar. And they've got six new amazing flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Mm-mm-mm, man, that sounds so good. Nice and crispy. Crispy almond crisp, let me tell you. That's the one that I'm most excited for. And, and maybe cookies and cream. I think that's the other one that gets me. And also lemon, I don't know, they all sound good. That's basically what I'm getting at, guys. And on top of all that, they are, of course, protein bars, so they are really healthy for you, and it's great for the keto diet, thanks to high fiber, low sugar, high protein, and low calorie counts. It's really great, guys. So if you sound interested, and honestly, I don't know how you can't be, do you like good things, ladies and gentlemen? Then that's what you got to do here with Built Bar. It's just good things. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Remember, guys, that is promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Yeah, and I'd say just, uh, uh, you know me, I'm going to say obviously they won the trade just based off, off of Cronenworth. I will say this, though. It is still a short season and it is possible that you know, was he playing over his head, Cronenworth? I don't know. If if his peak is just what he did this year, though, that's still great. That's still like a borderline all-star player who plays good defense on a lot of positions. That perfect type of, like, utility player that championship teams need. They need these type of guys that step up even though you weren't expecting them to. And you're not paying a lot of money for them, et cetera, et cetera. Especially at a position at the Padres where it was expected to be a weakness for them, right? At second. However, it is also true where it's like, you know, it was just 60 games. We'll have to see, you know, if Tommy Pham comes back, if the Pioneers were to win the World Series next year and Jay Cronenworth has a great season, then, yeah, they it doesn't matter what happens with Edwards. If Edwards is great, then there's no win or loss of the trade almost. You know, it's like, all right, both teams can win. It's still possible both teams win this trade, I think, is definitely a possibility that uh, should be looked at with the Edwards thing, like you were saying, and we'll see how he turns out. And yeah, maybe Renfro. I've described Renfro before as just being the most – he's just the most, if you were just someone who didn't know anything about baseball and you just watched like the Hunter Redford highlight reel, you think that guy was like the best slugger in the game. I mean, when he's on, he's on. The problem is that he's just a bit of a strikeout machine and he doesn't take enough walks either, which is what's disturbing. And while he did have a really great defensive season with the Padres, I know he was slightly worse this year. He still has that type of value. So it's not, I'm not totally out on Hunter Redford. But it's definitely one of those things where if you told me we got an all-star second base, but then I'm fine with that. And at the moment, it does look pretty good. Um, but you have to admit, like, was there any moment? Because who does who does play second for the Rays? Is that Adamas? Uh, Brandon Lau. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Brandon Lau. I always get them mixed up. You, yeah. Such a weird team. You have such a weird team, Kevin. <laughs> like, I, I have I have just I have this image of just five different players that play five different positions on the Rays. I always get the, and then Kevin Kiermaier, I guess, who's just, you know, Doing his thing. Yeah, well, the, doing his thing. the thing with the Rays is, like, there's only, like, two everyday play, well, three everyday players. That is Brandon Lau at second, I guess, although he can move, be moved around the corner outfield spots. Kevin Kiermeyer at center and Willie Adamas at short. Everybody else is being pretty much moved around and shuffled, I guess, outside of the catcher, although they, they're going to kind of split that position up. Here, I will give you this, Javi. The, the fact that you 
the Padres won this trade in 2020. 2020, mm-hmm. and probably over the next couple of years, the, Rays, uh, uh, the Padres will have won this trade. I will say because, you know, it, it would have really been nice to have Tommy Pham's on-base percentage and mm-hmm. Jake Cronenworth's hitting ability and lack of strikeout rate and things of that yeah. nature as opposed to just really all the Rays were able to get out of that trade this year was Hunter Renfro, who struck out and batted 150 and uh, struggled with breaking balls and all sorts of stuff. Really, that's what did the Rays in uh, come the World Series is because their strikeout rate as a team was just too high. I mean, you do not see teams uh, that have strikeout rates combined of 26 27% uh, winning a World Series. Um, in fact, I think Fangraphs did, a, did an article on this, the fact that there's not been a World Series winner uh, that had a strikeout rate above 21% in the last 10 years. So the Rays weren't going to uh, win a World Series with all that swing and miss that they had on the roster. So if they had, I mean, I'm willing to go out on a limb and say if uh, Tommy Pham was on the roster and Jay Cronenworth was on the roster, that, yeah, the, the Rays probably would have had a much better shot to, to win the World Series in 2020. Um, but, of course, the Rays don't necessarily think that way. They're always thinking for the future, and they're thinking about money and everything like that. And even a player as good as Tommy Pham, they aren't really interested in paying him $8-plus million, uh, even, the, even with everything that he provides. So um, that, that's really where it stings is the fact that in the immediate, in the short term, the Rays have lost big time on the deal. But who knows, maybe in, in half a decade or whatever, maybe Xavier Edwards really tears it up. I, I believe he's ranked uh, by MLB.com as the Rays' fourth best prospect in the system, which is saying something because the Rays consistently and historically have had the, the top uh, farm system in all of baseball. But then again, there's also a, a glut of middle infielder types that they, they have in that prospect system. So, um, you know, maybe, who knows, Xavier Edwards may never see see a pitch in a raised uniform they may ship him off you know when he's in triple a and and try to get the next xavier edwards or whoever so they're always moving and, and roster shuffling and uh you know it's, it's kind of what makes the team fun and special to watch but also at the same time can be frustrating uh, of course as well if you're a raised fan I, I don't advise you to go out and buy you know, a, a jersey or a jersey, um, you know, with a player's name on the back, because inevitably that player will be traded before uh, their contract is up, a la Blake Snell, a la Kevin Kiermeyer, a la Evan Longoria. Pretty much, I, I, I can't name you on one hand the, the list of guys that have had long-term contracts uh, that have uh, that have finished those long-term contracts with the Rays. Heck, Charlie Morton, Charlie Morton of all yeah. people. He had a team option, and that was declined. And then he goes on and takes the same amount of money that the Rays could have uh, upped him for, and he goes on and takes that with the Atlanta Braves, which I can't blame him for because the Rays, there's all these rumors uh, about, and there's all this, this roster shuffling. Like, he's, who are my teammates going to be in 2021? No, yeah. I want to go to a team that is a legitimate contender that I know is going to put a really good offense behind me. And uh, an organization that's still in the Southeast, an organization that I was drafted to some 12, 15 years ago, whenever it was. So it, it made sense from that standpoint as well. So, uh, so, so the, the, I know I'm rambling here. So, so the plight of a Rays fan, I guess. Hey, I understand, man. Just take Bay Rays, man. What a weird team. Maybe she, maybe she should just try paying one person one time. I don't know. It's just a suggestion. That'd be fun. <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah. uh, 
you know, and that's that's a whole other discussion entirely about baseball and uh, ownership and what have you. But, uh, Kev, it's been cool. It's been really informative to talk to you about this. It is definitely uh, – it's not a story that I imagine we're going to get a uh, result, a solution to or whatever. We're not going to get a conclusion to it uh, anytime soon. But it is probably right now, I'd say, one of the top now new kind of um, – uh, narratives, new storylines for the offseason. I know that Trevor Bauer is the biggest one, but I'd honestly say that uh, Blake Snell is probably better than Trevor Bauer, in my opinion, anyway. But, you know, there's we just we just don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with the Rays. Gut feeling, though, you do you think that they do definitely trade him this offseason? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, you know, with, I mean, there's so much. I know we were just talking right? about all this stuff, but hey. yeah, just last, last question. I, I think they I think they will. I think they will. Um, and, you know, you say this about Trevor Bauer and Blake Snell. Um, you know, it's really if a team's looking for a lefty or righty, I, I can tell you right now that Blake Snell is going to be a much cheaper option and, and probably provide about close to a same of the value. So I, I would think that, um, you know, he would that, that could really be a windfall for a team out there. But, you know, I'll go out on a limb and say he does. I'll say this. Either he or Kevin Kiermaier. One of those names is going off the books this offseason for the race. At least one. All right. All right. Well, that's definitely – those are two interesting names for sure. I mean, Kiermaier is like, oof, I don't know, one of like the five best defensive players last few years if you just look at all the seasons like combined. So that should be really interesting. Padres probably wouldn't mind that either, honestly. But I think that they lucked out with uh, Grisham being a pretty great uh, center fielder and all that. So I think they're okay in that perspective. But anyway, enough of the rambling. We're nerding out so much. Uh, Kevin, it's been uh, fun having you on the show to nerd out about all the baseball stuff as usual because uh, that's what we do on the Lockdown Padres podcast. We act like nerds. That's what we're supposed to do. That's that's why we get paid the big bucks. You know, I mean, no, but uh, in all seriousness, dude, I hope you have a a good off season. It sounds like you've recovered from the Rays' kind of uh, loss in the World Series, and you know, I wish your team luck uh, in the be- next bunch of years to come. Of course, likewise, and you know what? I I don't have any hate for the Padres, even though you may have <laughs> we make like eight trades a year with each other, apparently. So. Yes, and, and I guess that, I mean, you guys have like a ton or did have a ton of former Rays players. I mean, starting yeah. with Will Myers, but of course, you, know, you <laughs> talk about the Tommy Bain, everybody, but I mean, Emilio Pagan and uh, Kirby Yates and like just a lot of guys, a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of former Rays on that roster. Also, I should mention this with the, the Tommy Pham trade uh, or the Jake Cronenworth trade, as you, you like to put it, Esteban <laughs> Quiros, he was that third piece. He, he probably true. won't amount to anything in the big leagues, but. You know, he's, a, I guess, a depth piece in the minors. You know, hey, we need somebody who can play play some. We, we just need a, a, a spot to fill up in AAA. He might be that guy, but you never know. He could, he could turn out to something, too. So I uh, just want to throw that in there as well. Absolutely. It's a good point. We'll see. You just – and honestly, we're, we're speculating. Another thing about this, it's like – you just never know. You know what I mean? What the heck do we know? All, this, all of a sudden, you know, uh, uh, Hunter Redfro next year could be the MVP. We just, sometimes you just don't know. You know what I mean? Or he could be used in another trade. We just, we just don't know. But uh, yeah, Kev, it's been a lot of fun talking to you. And uh, like I said, good luck in the offseason and stuff. Of, of course, anytime. Thanks again. All right. Take care, man. All right. Thanks, Javi. Have a good one. Bye. And zip, zap, zap, blammo, everybody. That is it for my two-part conversation 
with Sir Kevin Weiss of the Locked On Rays podcast. Be sure to go follow him and follow their show. They they were the runners-up for the World Series, so if you want to learn about the Rays, I mean, come on. Uh, why wouldn't you want to learn about the Rays? Very interesting team, especially with the whole Blake Snell stuff going on right now, so you definitely want to go check that out, guys. And in terms of future episodes, I don't know for sure if I'm going to be able to get this done this week, but I'm trying. I really think I... Let's say it's likely I'm going to be doing a kind of... Uh, Christmas themed uh, wish list for the Padres and just just hope what my hopes are for the off season. I guess is the way I should put it. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I put my own little twist on it. I really think you guys are going to enjoy it. You guys could probably expect that this week. If not, well, I'll come up with something. I promise you. And then in future episodes of the show, be tuned. Definitely, I, this much I guarantee. By the end of the year, you absolutely will be getting my top twenty plays for the twenty twenty season. Or maybe I shouldn't say plays, but moments. Because moments is more all-encompassing versus plays. You know, plays is, uh, you know, moments can add a little bit more creativity, at least I think, in there. So for sure, uh, guys, that's what you can expect from the show. But without all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Himalaya, wherever. Just, just look it up in your podcast service or whatever. I promise that you'll find it. And while you're at it, if you're on Apple Podcasts, go send me some five-star reviews. I'd appreciate that very much. Go follow the show or myself on Twitter, as I mentioned at the top of the pod. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My fair faithful homies, take care.